Welcome to part two of our series that we're calling Words from the Cross. So if you have your Bibles, I'm going to ask you to look, look in your Bibles to the book of Luke, Luke chapter 23. Go to chapter 23, Luke chapter 23. We're going to look at verse 34, which I think is a, it's a great scripture. We're looking at the words of Jesus, and just a little bit of context is that Jesus had just been beaten. He had just been humiliated. We talked a little bit about this last week. He had been spit on. He had been bruised. He had been beaten with a rod. He was flogged 39 times with this evil whip thing. We talked a little bit about it. It was made of like bone and stones and stuff and where you would, you would get whipped with it and as they pull the whip, it would actually tear flesh off of your body. And he was humiliated to the point beyond recognition. He was unrecognizable because of the bodily damage that was done to him and not to mention the emotional damage of creation doing this travesty to the creator. And so he marches up this, cro- this hill called the, the skull and he's there and he's surrounded by his accusers. There's criminals to the right, to the left, There's the Roman soldiers who had just beat him and humiliated him. There's the Pharisees and the scribes. He's surrounded by all these people accusing him. And we pick up the story right there in verse, did I give you a verse 34? That's why I said 24, because I got the fours mixed up. So it's chapter 23, verse 34. And, and this is what he says. And he said, you guys, this is huge, okay? What he says here is it, it changes everything. And I'm not overstating this. This is huge. He says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they're doing. In other words, he's saying these words, if we were here today and we were quoting the great theologian and cartoon character Elsa from the movie Frozen, what's her famous song? Help me out. Let it go. That's the name of our message today. Let it go. And that's what Jesus is saying on the cross. He's saying, Father, Daddy, let it go. Let it go. We're going to talk about that. Let it Go. Now, I know, well, what does this mean? We're, we're going to talk about it. I, I know, I don't know about you, but if it's me on the cross at this point, that's not the first thing I'm saying, right? If it's me on the cross, the first thing I'm saying is, Father, do you see what these people are doing? You see this cut right here? You see this bruise right here? Um, God, can you just like come down and regulate? Can you come down and like, you know, destroy them? Like, do what they did to me, do to them. I mean, if I'm the son, I'm looking at God and I'm going, God, take care of this, take care of it. They just did this, can you believe this? They humiliated me, but, but that's not what Jesus is saying. Jesus is saying, Father, forgive them. And so as we look at the message today, it really applies to everybody here, okay, everybody, because we all have somebody that we need to forgive. Can somebody say yes? See, in life, we all have someone that has, that, that has offended us. We have an offense with. Maybe you're holding a grudge. Maybe it's with a spouse, right? You've had an argument, and you really, you really haven't put it to rest. And so, you're, 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 or maybe it happened weeks ago or months ago, and you've been hurt. There's something going on at, at work, maybe, and you're holding a grudge against somebody, and you just can't let it go. Who is it today? Who is it in your life that you have an offense with, that you're having a hard time? Because I believe today in the next next few moments that we have together, this message can set you free. 
This message can do something for you and change the trajectory of your life. And I'm not overstating this. I believe there's freedom that you can experience today. And actually, that's been my prayer. I'm just going to let you know. It's been my prayer this week as I've been getting ready for today. I've been praying, God, I, I, I pray that you would help us apply the truth of the scriptures today to our lives so that we can experience what you want us to experience, which is the life that you offer, that freedom that you give us that to truly experience life. See, every single one of us, we need to receive what Jesus was giving out on that cross 2,000 years ago. What was he giving out on that cross? Anybody know? You guys can tell me. Yes, he was giving, he was dishing out forgiveness on the cross 2,000 years ago, okay? But not only do we get to receive it, there's another step to what Jesus was doing on the cross, and that's what we're gonna talk about today. Not just receive, we all need to receive what Jesus was doing on the cross, what he was giving out. We need to receive it. But we also need to give what Jesus gave to us. We need to give forgiveness. Look at the person next to you and say, let it go. You go ahead and say it. You could sing it if you want, if you know the song, but just go ahead and tell them, let it go. Okay, so the, the prevailing response, the way in our culture, the, the way that the culture was at that time, the, the way you normally responded when somebody offended you was that you didn't let it go. If anything, what you did was you tried to get revenge and you tried to get even and you said, okay, you did this to me, I'm gonna get you back. You owe me now and justice is in my hands now. I'm gonna do what my form, you hurt me, so I'm gonna exact my justice on you. And so if you're taking notes, you can write this down. You can write this down. Before Jesus, the BC years, before Christ, the prevailing thought was revenge. That's what it was. Before Jesus, the prevailing thought, BC, before Christ, it was revenge. See, there was a law in those times. You may have heard of it. It was an eye for what? An eye and a tooth for a tooth, right? And so basically that said, you hurt me and I get to hurt you back, right? And here we are 2,000 years later and that still sounds pretty good, doesn't it? right? It's still, what, they hurt me, then we get to hurt them back. I I like that. Um, But someone hurts me, we get ticked off, and we get to, you know, give them retribution. Someone hurts us, and we get to pay, you know, justice is mine. We get mad, and we want them to pay, and we want to get even. And man, we want them to know that they've done, what they've done hurt us, and it's not okay, and we're going to get back at them. We want to get even. So if there was an injustice, especially if we were innocent and something, I didn't even do anything, and we got, we got hurt, we, we say, wait a minute, we're, we're gonna make them pay. So that was the response before Jesus came. B.C., before Christ, that was the re- revenge. We got to get revenge. We got to get even. Now, what's the response now? After Jesus comes, I call it A.C., so B.C., and after Christ, after Christ, the response is, let it go. Let it go. When we get hurt, we let it go. So because God came and I received his forgiveness, one of his benefits is that he wants to help us to forgive others. And so you can go ahead, if you're taking notes and you want to write this down, there's actually a little handy-dandy card that looks like this in the seat pocket in front of you. It's so you can write notes if you want to. There's a red pen in there. You can grab it, and it's a red-looking pen, but it has black ink, just to be clear. But you can just write anything you want there that you think would help you. Hey, I should remember this this week. I want to go back. You can write that. Keep it with you, all right? And so Jesus taught that during his ministry on this earth, through these disciples, he was teaching them how to forgive. 
And so in the book of Matthew chapter six, um, he goes on, he says, this then is how you should pray. Because the disciples are like, I don't understand how to do this. Jesus is like, all right, I'm gonna teach you. Matthew, Mark, John, listen to me. Repeat after me. This is how you should pray. He says, you should pray like this. And you can look at the verse. It says, forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Forgive us our debts, that's verse 12, as we also have forgiven our debtors. You see, Jesus, he takes forgiveness to a whole nother level to a whole nother level. Before it was about getting even. Now, Jesus, before it was about eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, right? But Jesus comes and he says, forget about that. I got a way that's way better than that because this getting even thing, it always still falls short. So I don't want to get you, I don't want to help you get even. I want to help you get ahead. I want to help you experience healing in your soul that you can't get if you just get even. And so here it is. This is how you get ahead. You get ahead by letting it go. See, forgiveness can fall into two categories. It's something that we receive, and it's also something that we give, okay? And so today as we look at God's word, I, I want us to ask ourselves the question, okay, God, who is it that you are asking me to forgive? Who is it that you want to, that, that is on your mind that when you think of Abdi, who is it that you want to, um, that you're bringing to mind that you want me to forgive? Who is it, God? Show me who it is. I want to know who it is because you're, you're, you're speaking to me. Just take it for granted today that this message is tailor-made with your name on it. And he's got something. He, he wants, there's somebody. Who is it that God is, ask yourself that question. God, who are you referring to? And so I know that some of us, we may have this response. You're like, well, listen, you didn't even got to tell me very far. You don't got to go very far, Pastor Abdi, as you're talking about forgiveness because I know who I need to forgive, but I have to tell you, I'm not ready. You, you don't understand what they've done. I know it sounds nice and good that we should forgive and all this and all that, but I'm not ready. I, I get that, and I want to talk to you today. You may say that, look, some of the people that we find hard to forgive that, that might come to mind even as we're talking right now, we, we have a legit rational or, you know, a rational reason or reasons why we should not forgive them, why we haven't forgiven them yet, why we can't forgive them. And a lot of times, the person that has hurt us doesn't deserve it. Can somebody say Yes. Hey, we're just being honest today, right? A lot of times the person that has hurt us doesn't deserve it. Can somebody say yes? That's right. And if we really want to experience freedom and this life that Jesus says is truly life, family, this is such an important topic. It's such an important issue and message. It really is. It's huge because where are we without forgiveness? Anybody know you can talk to me. Where are we without forgiveness? Lost. Where else? Unforgiven, where else? Doomed, where else? Dead, where else? Try H-E double hockey sticks. Hell, we're in hell without forgiveness. We need Jesus' forgiveness in our lives. And so forgiveness is the central focus of the cross. And as Jesus hung there with his last dying breaths, it's as if he's saying, look, if you forget everything else I've ever done, if you forget everything else I've ever said, hear this, forgive them. His last breaths, right before he's about to, you know, what's the word? It starts with E, exasperate, something like that. You know, just, you got nothing left. What's the word? Anybody know? I forget. He's 
you know, yes, that one. And so right before he's about to die, forgive them. He's saying, let it go. And I really do believe that Jesus was trying his best to communicate to us with his last dying breaths how important these, this is. They were just, they're not just words. He was reiterating for the last time to his disciples that were listening, to his followers, to you and to I and to me. He was trying to say, look, forgive them, let it go. And you guys, the gospel is predicated on forgiveness. The whole message of the gospel is all about forgiveness. It's the central focus of the cross. And now Jesus talks about forgiveness all throughout his life in the gospels but we're gonna look at one passage in particular today. We're gonna go back and look at Matthew chapter 18, and I think it's a great piece of scripture. It talks about a servant who was forgiven. Because remember, forgiveness is about receiving, and it's about what? Help me out. And it's about giving. It's about receiving, and it's also about giving forgiveness. And so we're gonna kind of break it down and talk about it and, and just find out, okay, what, why does God invite us? Why is it so important for, that I forgive? Why is it so important to God that I forgive? So just as a, a review, this whole idea of, of let it go, it, it was not in the scope of people's thinking. All right? It, it was just not co- even considered an option that I could forgive. It was considered, okay, you know, if I get hurt, I'm going to get back at you. And so in Matthew 18, the context is you have Peter, one of Jesus' disciples. And I don't know what it was. The, the story doesn't tell us. The scriptures don't tell us. But, you know, who knows? Maybe he was out in the market at the Payless shoe market store place and he was buying some shoes and and maybe the owner sold him some used pair of shoes not new when he went to get new ones and when he went home and he opened the box and he sees these sandals that were used and he's like what's going on so you know instead of going back as his normal temper might have led him to go back as you may know peter was a little bit you know hot tempered and so maybe you know normally he would have gone back and started choking the owner and say why'd you sell me these used pair of shoes you know who do you think you are he thinks back to what jesus has been trying to teach him through these years that he He's been with Jesus, and Jesus is saying, forgive, and so he's like, okay, so I'm not going to go back. I'm going to do the right thing. I'm not going to go back and choke that owner who sold me these used pair of sandals, but I'm going to forgive him, but then he starts thinking. Peter starts thinking. He's like, man, but I wonder how many times should I forgive the owner, because what if I go back like in three months, you know, I wear them down, all this walking that we do now, you know, no cars, and so, you know, I wear them down after three months, I got to go buy, and he sells me another pair. Man, how many times am I supposed to forgive him? So he goes to Jesus, and he asks him the question, and he goes to Jesus, Jesus, how many times should I forgive? I was thinking about this, Jesus, how many times should I forgive? You know, I know you like the number three, but then I thought, Jesus, you know, that number three is probably too small for you, so I also know you like the number seven, so he goes to Jesus and he asks Jesus, Jesus, how many times should I forgive? Is it seven times? And Jesus says, nice try, but try 70 times seven. And Peter's like, holy smokes, that's like, a lot. I'm a fisherman, Jesus. I don't know all this math. So he's trying to figure out this math. And Jesus says, look, look, forget it. Just listen to this story. And he tells this story. And this is where we pick it up in Matthew chapter 18 in verse 23. It says, therefore, the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who decided to bring his accounts up to date with servants who had borrowed money from him. And in the process, one of his debtors was brought in who owed him millions of dollars. Millions, you guys. A huge debt, millions. 
Massive debt. Verse 25, he couldn't pay, so his master ordered that he be sold, along with his wife and his children and everything he owned to pay the debt. See, in those days, if you couldn't pay a debt, you were put either in prison or in, into slavery. And so, you know, I, I, I think about today, and if that law still existed today, how many of us would think twice about buying that new plasma TV, right? Or that new car if we couldn't, if we got into debt, right? And we couldn't pay it back. How many of us would think, what, I'm going to get thrown into prison or become a slave? Me, my wife, and my kids? Maybe we think twice. But verse 26 says, but the man fell down before his master and he begged him. And I don't know about you, but I can just sense the emotion in this verse here. He's begging him. And so he, he's, he's talking about, you know, I don't want to be condemned. I don't want my kids to be slaves. You know, so he says this, please be patient with me and I will pay it all. And then his master, it says here, was filled with pity for him. And he released him and he forgave his debt. It's a beautiful story about forgiveness right? Beautiful story where this servant has been released from this massive debt. And so who are the characters in the story? Let's review. Jesus tell this, tells this story for a reason. He's like, what do I mean by this? So who is, let's start off with an easy one. Who's the master, the king? Who is that? Anybody just yell it out. God. Everybody say God. God. Who is the servant? Anybody just yell it out. Us. Us. We are. Very good. We are. So we are the servants and God is the master, right? And so there's some lessons that we're gonna learn that we can glean from from this parable of the forgiven servant. And if you're taking notes, you can write this down. Lesson number one, the debtor can't always repay you. The debtor can't always repay you. Verse 24, in the, we're reading it again. In verse 24, in the process, one of his debtors was brought in who owed him millions of dollars. Scholars today they say that, that what that was millions then, today's currency, it would be considered billions of dollars. I don't know how you get into billion-dollar debt, but some people do, and that's what this one did. He got into billions of dollars of debt, and so verse 25 says he couldn't pay. Now, we all have a debt that we can't pay, right? Somebody say yes. And it's called our sin debt. And we, we all have a sin debt that we cannot pay. And that's why God sent Jesus to die on the cross for our sins so that we could, he could pay, he could pay our sin debt that we couldn't pay. We'll talk about that a little later. But I, I, I want you to focus on, I want to talk about, uh, about this, a different angle of this. I think this is true, and it, it's often true, that, that often the debtor can't repay. Maybe the debtor in your life is someone who did something to you. Maybe they, you, you confided in them in private. You said something, and they went and put it online, Facebook or IG, Instagram or something. And once it's online, guess what? You can take it down, but you can never take it back. It's there forever. And so there it is that somebody confided in you. I mean, someone confi you confided in someone, sorry, and that person went and put it online in the global world sphere, and now you can't, and now everybody knows, and it's a big thing, and they can't take it back. And so they owe you, and they can never, once it's there, it can't come off. And so they can never repay you. Maybe that's it. Maybe it was a spouse. You said something, or they said something to you, and, and it just wounded you. You can't take back 
if I could take back time. That's an 80s song. You don't know that. But you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't take back time. You can't do that. Somebody wounded you. You can't rewind the clock. That person that's, that's offended you may not be able to repay you. And so the first thing we need to understand is that the debtor may not always repay you. They can't fix it. They cannot, you know, rewind. They can't hit rewind. They can't take the words back, put it back in their mouths. They can't do that. It's done. It happened. And so the debtor can't always repay you. But here's the truth that we need to learn from this forgiven, story, this forgiven servant story. And that, that is that the one, and this is point number two, the one who's offended can show mercy. Number two is that the one who is offended can show mercy. You can write that down if you want. The offended can show mercy. Verse 27, then the master was filled with pity for him and he released him and forgave his debt. See, we have an invitation from God to show mercy to others. Now, we just read half the story. There's, there's another half of the story we're gonna look at. It's actually a lot more. So let's look at the rest of the story. So the servant he had just been forgiven millions of dollars, just been forgiven millions of dollars. And so what does he do? He's celebrating. He's like, I found this new freedom. He's doing the Dave Ramsey debt-free scream. I'm debt-free. You know, I mean, that billions of dollars. Can you imagine somebody no longer having a car payment, no longer having a, a car payment, a, a mortgage, a, no, no debt. Uh, he's debt-free, not only for him. I mean, a moment ago, I was about to be thrown into as a slave. My wife, my kids, now I'm free. I'm experiencing this freedom. And he's going around the street, and he sees somebody who owes him some money. Now, he owed millions, billions maybe, and there's someone who owed him thousands. And he goes up to him and he says, where's my money? And he says, I, the, the guy says, I, I don't have it. He grabs him and he starts choking him. This is what the scripture says. He starts choking him. He says, give me my money. He says, I, I don't have it to give you. And so what does the guy do? The, the forgiven servant takes him and throws him into prison. Until his debt, the thousands of dollars get repaid to him. And so let's pick up the story here. This is what the master, the king, hears about what the forgiven servant does. And he's upset, so he calls him over. And he calls him before him and he says, you evil servant, I forgave you that tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you? And then the angry king sent the man to prison to be tortured until he had paid his entire debt. And this is what, this is the words of Jesus. They're read in my Bible. I don't know about yours, but this is what your heavenly father will do for you if you refuse to forgive your brothers and sisters from your heart. Ouch. Harsh. Why would Jesus say such, uh, that's pretty hard. Like, I can't even swallow right now my voice. Like, gulp, that's a big one. Let's read verse 33. We're gonna explain this in a second. Let's read verse 33 again. It says, shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you? Listen, I, I humbly believe and I submit this to you that God loves us so much. He loves us so, so much, and he wants to keep us away from danger. And he knows how dangerous it is, how unforgiveness, how dangerous unforgiveness can be, what it does to us, 
the toxicity that, that er- begins, it enters into our body and erodes us life by life, cell by cell begins to die even quicker. And Jesus is saying unforgiveness imprisons you. Unforgiveness puts you in prison and it tortures you. It torches you unending. It doesn't stop. This famous writer, her name is Anne Lamont, she says this, it's like unforgiveness is like, is like you drinking rat poison and expecting the rat to die. Unforgiveness puts you in a torturing prison. And so the question is, what about you today? Are you in prison? Have you had unforgiveness in your heart for so long that you just learned to manage it? You just learned to deal with it. You just learned to live with it. We always think forgiveness is going to benefit the other person, but the truth is that forgiveness benefits you. It benefits you. See, forgiveness unlocks the door to that prison that you find yourself in. You can finally escape and be free. Forgiveness takes all of that toxicity that you allowed to creep into your body. It takes it all out. And I understand that as we talk about this today, this issue, there's some major, major offenses out there. And I mean huge. I've talked to some of you. You've told me your story, and I know this is big. There's been some big offenses out there. And some of you are saying, well, Pastor Abdi, you just don't understand what the, the way I've been hurt. You, you don't know my situation. You don't know what I've gone through. And so what do we do when the offense is so huge that you're like, I could never forgive this. I can't even picture forgiving this person, what this person, the pain is too great. I want to encourage you today to do what Jesus did. You want to talk about pain being too great. He experienced some pain that was too great. Ask him for his help because when he hung on the cross, he carried every single pain imaginable. Every evil thing, he did that because of his love for me and he did it because of his love for you. And God's love is greater than any offense. And you can write that down if you want. God's love is greater than any offense. As bad as it, as bad as it is, when you, whatever you've been through, you've got to know that God's love is greater than any offense. Listen to this passage of scripture in the book of Ephesians chapter three, verse 19. And it says, and I ask him that with both feet planted firmly on love that you'll be able to take in with all followers of Jesus the extravagant dimensions of Christ's love. Reach out and experience the breath. Test its length. Plumb the depths. Rise to the heights. Live full lives, full in the fullness of God. And I think some of us, we walk around with unforgiveness and we feel like it's impossible to forgive. It's too hard And again, I'm not here to deny that it's too hard. I know it's too hard. I I know it's too, I understand that. I get it. I'm not here to say it's not hard. And I do want to say that forgiveness is a choice. It's an invitation from God. And and so often in life, we want to try and forget. We want to try and, and manage. We want to try and push that offense down and just pretend like, put it as far away from us as we can and pretend like it never happens. But you know what? Unforgiveness creeps itself back in and it comes out in our, in our lack of patience. It comes out in sickness in our bodies. It comes out in all these sideways because we can't keep it to the side as much as we want to. And so my challenge here today is I want us to remember that Jesus wants to help you take a step 
towards forgiveness. And just as we're, we're, we're on the same page, just so we're on the same page with forgiveness, forgiveness means that you let it go. Forgiveness means that you let it go. We let go of the thought that that person owes me, owes you something. That's what forgiveness means. You let go of the thought that that person owes you something. Because when Jesus hung on the cross, he did something that I think for those of us who are having a hard time forgiving is a great step towards forgiveness. You know what Jesus did? When he was on that cross and he uttered these words, he said, Father, forgive them. You know what he's doing right there? He's praying. This is a great first step towards forgiveness. Pray. Do what Jesus did. He prayed. He said, Father, forgive them. Some things that have happened to us, we may not be able to forgive them today. We may not be able to forgive them tomorrow. But by taking a step towards prayer, it invites Jesus Christ, the king of the universe, into your heart to do something that you cannot do. God can come in and turn your heart around. Can somebody say yes? And you will be able to forgive. And you can let it go. And you can be free from that prison. I can tell you from personal experience, he did it for me. He's helped me to forgive some really tough hurts, some, some really some, some deep pain. And he did it for me. And I know he can do it for you. But it starts with a choice that you choose to make that step towards forgiveness through prayer. God can do something that we can't do on our own. And you can say, well, Pastor Abdi, that, that's impossible. I can never forgive that person. Let me tell you, what is impossible with man is possible with God. He can help us. He can help us. God can do more than we could ever imagine. And as we make that step towards forgiveness through prayer, God can change your life by his love and by his grace. And I've said this, bef I've said this before, prayer doesn't, change, doesn't always change the other person, but it always changes you. Prayer always changes you. And the reason this is such an important subject is that unforgiveness is toxic and it holds us in a prison. And we're the ones suffering, you guys. God wants to set us free today. God wants to set you free today. Can somebody say yes?